This podcast is not suitable for work. If you're under the age of 18, kindly and with all due respect, get the fuck out. I mean it. Go on. Bye-bye. Mm-mm. See you later. This isn't for you. Nope. Mm-mm. America has a strange relationship with sex. We're obsessed with it, but it terrifies us. We censor it because it's constantly being shoved down our throats. But our dirty little secret is we like things shoved down our throats, especially when we're in bondage or we're wearing leather or being slapped around a little bit. And, oh, <clears throat> I'm Sunny Megatron. Join Ken Melvoinberg and I as we explore, dissect, and demystify American sex. Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Happiness, American Sex, with Ken Melvoin Berg and Sonny Megatron. Hi, I'm Sonny Megatron. And I'm Ken Melvoin Berg. And welcome to American Sex, the show that brings you eclectic guests from all walks of life that are each threads in the fabric that together weave the quilt that is sexuality in America. That wasn't a strong sentence. That was word vomit. <laughs> I don't know, Ken. It's hard coming up with like a knock them dead one sentence, all inclusive, perfect description. <laughs> well, talk about how we're hilarious, how bickering is our love language, our amazing guests, how we make uncomfortable topics easy, blah, 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 something like that. It's hard. I know. Okay. Here. <laughs> I'll give you hard. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we ask our listeners for help? I was going to say that, but now it's like it's turned oh, into okay, a gangbang. Awkward silence. Okay, wait. Shh. <laughs> this is not the penis we're looking for. <laughs> no, I think we, I really do think we should ask our listeners for help, not with giving me our penis, <laughs> but with coming up with our all inclusive sentence. So, listeners, what do you think our description should be? You can email us at americansexpodcast at gmail.com or, ooh. We have a voicemail now. Oh, that should be our theme song. We have a voicemail. Now. We have a voicemail. We do. It is. Is that in cyberspace? No, for real. We have. Like, a does it go to my cell phone? No, it goes into my Skype. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it goes into your dreams. Okay. <laughs> All right. So get ready. All right. Our cell phone number is, or not cell phone. Can you're fucking me up? Our voicemail number. <laughs> I'm is, the one who had the edible. <laughs> yeah, that's all the other story. Let me get through this. So call seven seven three six eight three three eight six nine. Yep, that is our voicemail. You can also leave us. I don't know, sex questions, whatever you want. Just disclaimer: we might play your message on air. So, Ken, as you said, you're like, hurry, <laughs> because well, you want to tell the story of what you did this afternoon. <laughs> okay, normally we give you guys a lesson, talk about prostate play or like the top eight, blah, blah, blahs. But today you have one thing to know that's not to have an edible one hour before you do a podcast. <laughs> that's the only thing you need to take out of today. So, so yeah, I wanted to like the last few days, I'm like, Oh, we got to record our intro. Got but I'm like, I feel like a badgery bickery, like wife. So I'm like, I don't want to be like Ken every hour. Like, don't forget we got to. So I decided not to remind him. I'm like, he knows. <laughs> this gummy bear had a hundred milligrams of cannabis. <laughs> I'm really stoned. <laughs> It was delicious, and I'm really high. So, yeah, now it's like we're down to the wire, and we have to get the intro record. I'm like, hey, Ken, are you ready? And he was like, oh, shit. <laughs> so. <sighs> life is hard. Life is hard. But you know what makes life better? Don't crank call us. 
No, we, oh. we, skipped, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we could. No. Oh, oh, Jesus! What the fuck was that? <laughs> His pop screen just fell down and scared him. Is it like a hundred milligrams, like hallucinating? Like you know how you were with thirty? Oh shit! That's, yeah. Okay. okay. So anyway, yeah, I, I was. We were going to talk about don't prank call us on our voicemail. Like, don't be like, hey, is Prince Albert in a can? You better let him out. Or is your refrigerator running? But I suppose if you did leave us crank calls, we could play them and they would be funny. So yeah, use our voicemail, which. Again, I'll remind you of 773-683-3869. Does that smell anything? No, I tried to make it smell something, but I made the N69. I'm like, that was the best I could get because you couldn't pick oh. a phone number on Skype. So, Well, maybe there's a cool like five-letter I don't know. I could plug it in one of those things and see what it spells. Ooh, I'm going to do that. Okay, but not now. Okay. Because, listeners, we have to tell you about something exciting. Have you heard of Kink B&B? It's a great service, kind of like Airbnb, but for sex and kink-friendly spaces. Kink B&B is a subscription-based community designed to connect owners of kinky spaces with people that want to play in them around the world. They have 475 approved properties in 250 cities to choose from. And on Kink B&B, you can find anything from full... And on Kink <laughs> I have no idea why that was so funny, except 100 milligrams of cannabis gummy. <laughs> On King B&B, you could find a dungeon and like eat a bunch of animals. Don't really play hard when you're stoned, but you can do whatever you want. No, you can find anything from a fully equipped dungeon space to a sex-friendly location perfect for orgies or swinging. Rent spaces in your own city for a spicy evening or out in another town as your vacation rental. KinkBnB.com is continually adding new guests and spaces to their library. If you have a play space, listing with KinkBnB is a great way to let people know about your space and make a little extra money with it too. Also, it's always free to list a space with KinkBnB. Most importantly, they know your privacy is very important, so KinkBnB doesn't keep any of your info on a cloud. They are completely committed to building a solid reputation network for their users. Good job, Ken. I'm really proud of you. <sighs> that was <laughs> so hard. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, sorry. So, last thing about KinkBnB, you need to know is that a couple of really important things. KinkBnB supports any level of involvement. <laughs> Seeing double. <laughs> Kink B&B supports any level of involvement by their hosts, from just offering a platform for connection to handling all the booking and payments for you. So if you're interested in checking it out, head over to Kink B&B, that's the letter B, the letter N, the letter B, dot com. And if you subscribe, you can get 50% off the first six months by using the code SUNNY, S-U-N-N-Y, in the coupon field at kinkbnb.com. And if you're Ken, who's seeing double, maybe you'll get 100% off a whole year. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Listeners, we've got our December giveaway up and running. We've teamed up again with Castle Megastore to give away a Lay Low Sona this month to one lucky listener. Would it be you? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even stoned. This is my best way to enjoy cannabis, just watching you. All right, so go to Sunny I want to take a nap so bad. (laughs) By the end of this intro, it'll be me talking and then... In the background with Cheetos all over your face. Okay, oh, so. Do you have Cheetos? No. 
you asshole. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have black beans and cauliflower. Uh, not as not, good. That's not Just Cheetos. imagine their Cheetos. You can imagine anything right now, and it'd be true. <laughs> anyway, listeners, if you want to enter the contest, go to sunnymegatron.com backslash Sona, and entry is easy. Just follow some of the tasks in the contest widget, like following us on social media, answering a couple of questions, yada, yada. And if you're not familiar with the Sona, let me tell you, oh my God, if you've heard of like, um, uh, whether so it's the womanizer or the satisfier, it's very similar. Similar, but Lalo uses sonic technology. And the marketing says that it engages 75% more of your clitoris. And I didn't like masturbate while calculating mathematical statistics, but I will tell you it's pretty damn amazing. So again, go to sunnymegatron.com slash Sona, S-O-N-A, to enter to win. We want to thank all of you for your continued support. Last week, a kick-ass rock star listener visited our Amazon wish list and bought us new mics. Thank you. Banter. <laughs> <laughs> Don't read my, my, my direction. Insert banter here. Well, we just did. We're doing a great job. All right. Keep going. We have other folks that support us on patreon.com backslash American sex. I'm going to add some Cheetos and some gummy bears, please. (laughs) Some gummy bears. I don't think they sell pop gummy bears on on Amazon, but they should. They should. should. I bet a lot of those. (laughs) Anyway. God, my stomach hurts. If you want to support it. You want to support us, but you can't financially send Ken a bunch of cannabis. <laughs> no, there are other ways you can that won't cost you a thing. Not even cannabis, but they're worth their weight in gold. First is by your word of mouth. Tell people about American Sex Podcast. Leave reviews for us on like, you know, iTunes or whatever. Retail our social media. And whenever you shot it, shut And shut up. I'm going to leave these in just because you're funny. And whatever you shop, Amazon.com, because I know you all shop on Amazon.com. Navigate to the homepage with our special link. That's bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y backslash Sunny Amazon, which it isn't a backslash. It's just a slash. It's really a friend slash. So you know what I mean. Slash. So go to that link and then shop as you normally do. You won't get charged any more money. But when you make a purchase, a small percentage of Amazon's profits gets diverted to American Sex Podcast. So it's a great way to kick us a few bucks without actually having to spend anything extra. Again, that affiliate link is bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash Sunny Amazon. This week's interview is one of sex ed's most ambitious, engaging personalities, Tayomi Morgan. She brings the World Matchmaker Monday and my favorite, Titty Tuesday, every week. But she travels around the world spreading the good word of fuck. And she is just such an amazing person. She does so many different things. Uh, just incredible. She is. I, I like her. And you know what? I know, Ken, hey, look over here. I know it's not Tuesday, but here, it's Titty. It's Titty Sunday. He's happy. He can't even talk. All right. So <laughs> our interview with Tayomi was so much fun. We talked about all sorts of things from um, how her year of celibacy and exploring kink, which she did at the same time, completely changed her life. How the Glamazon herself discovered she was a little, which I find hilarious because she's a Glamazon, but she's a little. <laughs> it's plan words like this. Really funny. high. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listeners, 
Losers. Are we done? Oh, almost. Are we there yet? I'm, I'm, I'm reeling it in, Jen. <laughs> I'm reeling it in. Losers. Hurry. <laughs> Put in your earbuds, you know, turn up the volume, curl in bed with your teddy bear, have a, a pot brownie, <laughs> smoke a big fat doobie, whatever you need to do that you normally do when you listen to fa- your favorite podcast, do it now, because here is Glamazon Tayomi. What? Say something. <laughs> what are you gonna do now, Ken? Nap. Closer, because nobody can hear you. Sorry, I'm gonna go nap. Okay. I Bye. love you. I love you too. I love you, audience. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Passionate, innovative, and ambitious are just a few words to describe the model turned sexpert Tayomi Morgan. Chicago born Tayomi began her career as a model and eventually landed a contending spot on America's Next Top Model. The opportunity was short-lived, but after leaving the show, Tayomi decided to use her influence for good, possessing a love for all things sexual and seeing a lack of modern-day edge in presenting and sex education, the Glamazon decided to begin a blog about sex, Glamrotica101.com in September of 2011. Glamrotica101.com was inspired by women across the globe who have been left heartbroken and unsatisfied sexually. After receiving an overwhelming response from men who desired to improve their sex lives, Tayomi extended her knowledge to all genders. Over the next three years, Tayomi launched a YouTube channel with 1.4 million views monthly, and she's appeared on several radio shows, including Naomi Banks's Chocolate Radio, Playboy Radio with My Jordan, Chicago's 107.5 WGCI, Chicago's B96, and many others. She's been featured as a favorite sexpert on Comedy Central's Tosh.0, and her blog has been referred to as a go-to source for women of color by activist and writer Feminista Jones. Tayomi is a contributing writer for Ebony.com and Ebony Magazine, writer and resident sexpert for cashislife.com. <laughs> and if I cut out all the fuck-ups, by the way, listeners, we've been giggling and fucking up through this whole thing. All right. Uh, th- th- and previously. Th- 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 there we go. And previously hosted a radio show on playboyradio.com called Glamazon Tayomi's Sex Academy. She's been a contributing writer for The Guardian UK, EliteDaily.com, and is quoted on sex-positive platforms across the internet. Tayomi is currently working on her certification as a sex coach and works with clients one-on-one to help them move towards their desired improvement. Is anti-angel on the other end? What is going on over there? (laughs) My fiance came in to pour me some wine and he just looks so guilty. (laughs) Somebody's doing some grapefruiting on the other end. That's all I know. Totally. All right. So Tayomi works with clients one-on-one to help them move towards their desired improvement in their, this is serious, guys, in their sex lives and relationships. <gasps> we got through it. Hi, Tayomi. Hi, Tayomi. <laughs> Hi, Sunny. Hi, King. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're, getting, you're getting served wine. and <laughs> Doing some grapefruiting. Right. You're, you're doing some grapefruit and getting fanned and fed grapes. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's the it's the life of a goddess. Right. This is how we live. Taking just another media interview. <laughs> speaking to your people. No, really, you are you are a damn powerhouse. Yeah, that's one of the yeah. things that I wanted to talk to you about directly is that I you know, you have all of the the cred that somebody who's in their 50s would have 
of an accumulated career over like 30 years and you've packed it down into a very short period of time. Like you are a fucking powerhouse and I don't know how you do all the shit you do unless you're powered by that apple cider vinegar that you keep drinking. Like I think that's, that's your energizer battery. That and it's we, my elixir. Apple <laughs> cider vinegar and cannabis is like what keeps you going. Oh, hell yeah. Cannabis all day. <laughs> that's really the secret right there. It's that mean green. It keeps me going. Like, for real? Like for real? Honestly? Does yeah. it? You know what it is? It's ambition. It really is ambition because um, I, I'm i a person that can handle a lot of things at once. I'm a great multitasker. And um, I just had all this, this passion. Like I've always wanted to help people. I've always wanted the world to be a better place in some way. And just for people to be happy and like live joyous lives. And so, you know, when I reached that turning point in my career path, I was like, if I'm going to use my writing, let me uh, write about something that I'm passionate about and that I'm uh, educated about. And that's actually going to bring some type of substance to the world and change things for the better, because I have passions for so many things. Like, you know, like I said in my bio, I started out modeling. And before I was modeling, I was uh, really heavy into the design world, you know, going to school to become a fashion designer And so things shifted and I just said, you know what, I'm going to do all these things. I don't just want to write. I also want to run a YouTube channel. I don't just want to run YouTube. I want to do social media because very early on, I told myself, I want to have a career that is primarily based online and I can do it from anywhere. And when I saw how social media was really being influential and helping people build brands. I was like, you know what? Let me get online and start being more engaging. I love having conversations. I love interacting with people. You know, that's how I'm able to like run all these social media pages and write all these articles and do, I just have a lot of energy, a lot of passion. This is, this is all I do. So. And you, you fell into it at right at the correct time, like right at 2011 at the infancy of Snapchat and like some of the snow, like the social media forums that we have going on now that really just started at that time. And you have capitalized on it. Like I I have to say that your Snapchat and Titty Tuesday is probably the thing that I live for right now, other than my wife. I I have to say I love Titty Tuesday. Wait, what's today? Is it Tuesday? Yes, here I'm gonna flash him. I'm flashing him. There we go. That's what I'm talking about. Right there. You just get one titty. I get Tit Tuesday. Yeah, you get Tit Tuesday because my 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 shirt's all tucked up underneath. I'm sweaty. It's bad. All right, here's the other one. When you work at home, titties. That's true. When you work at home, sweaty titties. All right, there. Nothing wrong with the sweaty titties. This is a a first me podcasting with my boobs hanging out. So Ooh, hang them out. Yes. Look at we we're only a few minutes in. It's look what truly you've Titty Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> so I I follow your Snapchat religiously, and you are I think was it uh, two one or two years ago you gave the keynote at a sexuality uh, conference called Sex Down South in Atlanta. And you talked yes. all about harnessing social media, and you talked about Snapchat. And at that time, I'm on Snapchat now, but I'm like. I am nowhere as like, as you, you are so good at harnessing that as a medium. You have your Titty Tuesday, which is awesome, mm-hmm. which is now on a private channel, right? Because some people weren't behaving. Yeah, people, <laughs> people are being assholes. Like, I give you one rule and one rule only. Don't screenshot. And right. they're screenshotting. I'm like, you know what? You guys are pissing me off. It's, and someone reported my page actually earlier in the year. So that's why I stopped having it being public. And so I wasn't doing it for a while. And I brought it back. And um, people were just acting crazy. I'm like, okay, 
enough is enough. I'm just going to go keep it private. So whatever. But I still run the campaign like on Twitter and um, shout out to Perez Hilton because I'm like basically harassing him every Tuesday and I send him <laughs> a picture of my titties on Twitter. Every oh, Tuesday. that's hilarious. That, that, is, that is genius <laughs> and it's awesome. That is hilarious. So like the the thing behind Titty Tuesday, because I, you know, I watch your Snapchat is to just celebrate your body no matter what you what you look like, whether yep. no matter what your gender is. It's like yep. being free, celebrating you, whatever shape, size, color, whatever it is. Yeah. But. What are people are looking at it like it's free porn? Is that what these jackasses are doing? On yeah, I feel like these horny dudes are like looking at Titty Tuesday as if it's just free porn and a time for them to jack off. And it's like, listen, you're probably already jacking off to whatever is on my Snapchat, period. Like, even when I'm just talking, guys will send me messages like, I so jacked off to your voice the last snap. I'm like, I don't uh. want to hear that. You know, but I'm like, this isn't about porn. This isn't about um, being aroused. It's literally about celebrating our bodies. That's it. And I can't even begin to count how many people have written me about Titty Tuesday and told me how much it has helped them gain so much confidence. So by other people, including men, sharing their bodies on this day, it has empowered so many people around the world. And I'm like, sure, there's other ways that we can do it throughout the week um, on my Snapchat besides Titty Tuesday, but it has empowered so many people. And then like on Twitter on a Titty Tuesday, I've had two really like monumental moments. The first one was on election night 2016. Not only was it election night, but it was Titty Tuesday and it was my birthday. I was like, you know what? Uh, No, it was not my birthday. I'm lying. It was Titty Tuesday. It was election (laughs) night. I didn't give a fuck about Trump. Or what was going on because I knew he was going to win. I was like, hey, people need to be cheered up. Titties cheer everyone up. Aww. So yes, they do. I got I got two I voted stickers. I put them over my nipples and I took a picture and I put it on Twitter and it went viral. <laughs> and people tried to drag me and I had fun because I was like I had such witty comebacks for everybody. So that was like one monumentous moment in Titty Tuesday on Titty Tuesday on Twitter. The second one was I took a picture of my titties one morning because my um, Montgomery glands were popping through. And I said, hey, do you guys know what these bumps are around the areola? (laughs) It's Montgomery glands. It helps keep the areola and the nipple moisturized, right? For Mm -hmm. mothers who, you know, are lactating and all that. And this thing went viral so far that I trended in Nigeria. What? That is awesome. (laughs) I trended in Nigeria. And um, that tweet right now has at least 10 million impressions. Like, holy crap. It's crazy. Like, so Titty Tuesday has definitely, um, it's shaken up some things. It's changed lives. And I mean, I did not come up with a hashtag. This hashtag has existed for some years now. But no one was really doing anything with it. I was so going to say, like, I, w- I wasn't aware of it before you. Yeah. Like, and that's just, mm-hmm. like, you know, that's, and that's one of the things about you is that I think, like, a lot of times people are coming in, especially guys, of course, and they're coming for the titties, but then they stay for the brains because they start taking a look at, okay, what mm-hmm. have you written? What are you talking about? What is Titty Tuesday really about? And I really appreciate, like, just all the different sorts of homegrown titties that that come on there of people yes. of all shapes and sizes yes. showing their titties. Because, like, I, one of my things is I like 
lactating women. I like pregnant women. I like giant areolas. The bigger, the better, mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned. And I yeah. get to see more of that. So it's not just targeted just for what they think that, you know, like somebody, a stereotypical yeah, a stereotypical porn, porn tits, tits kinda, which yeah. is like, exactly. a, a, you know, a tiny little white girl with nipples the size of a pencil eraser, which I don't want to see. I want big, <laughs> dark nipples that are, you know, pancake titties. I love those. Well, like, it's funny. Giant areolas. I've always been very self-conscious of my boobs. I've always called them grandma boobs. Like they just like hang, you I know, love your and boobs. I Aww. see there are so many hot grandma boobs. And, and we've said this before on the podcast that for me, it was, it was a monumental turning point with my body confidence. Confidence when I started to see other real bodies, not yes. the models, not the porn, but like going to events where people were naked or watching amateur porn and seeing what your average everyday body is. And for me, mm-hmm. it's really affirming. Every time I see, you know, a quote unquote grandma set of tits, and I'm like, wow, those are hot. And wait a minute, I have grandma tits and I don't think mine are hot, but mine are like those. So maybe mine are hot too. It's exactly. Yay. It's yeah. a great affirmation. Like to see other people who represent what you look like. Representation matters. And mm-hmm. that's one of the main reasons I even started this work because I did not see many uh, black women, especially young black women, educating about about sex in a way that was very informed, but also like down to earth and keeping it real, you know, without it being so preachy or medical. And I saw a coming trend. I don't even know how I saw this, but I just saw that there was going to be a boom in this industry that people were going to want to jump in in some way, shape, form or fashion, whether it was like porn, selling toys, being an educator, blogger, toy reviewer, whatever. And I was like, I'm going to start now right? because we need representation. And it's amazing how around the world, black and brown people reach out to me and they're like, I love what you do. And you make me feel like it's okay to like, just be myself sexually. And, you know, I've never seen any black woman express herself like this. And it's very empowering for me. And that like, that is the thing that keeps me going is when people reach out to me and they let me know that I'm doing my job. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, Titty Tuesday is like one of my favorite campaigns because it really does change things. And all it requires is a picture. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And sometimes I'll put like these little funny captions um, and they're all said in love. But I'll look at the titty and I'll be inspired to name them something based on what they look like or based on their, the environment they're in. And so I'll be like, happy titties, sad titties. At work titties, you know, like um, sleepy titties, (laughs) sleepy titties, relaxed titties, orgasm titties, kinky titties, like, you know, and I think some people like that even more than just the pictures, like what I'm going to describe the titties as. So it, it becomes really fun for me. And I have like this collection of titties now and I'm like, hmm, (laughs) what do I want to do with these? And honestly, it's helped me. Uh, gain confidence in myself because when I first started it, it was literally just me putting up my own titties. Right. And then um, one of my followers was like, do you take submissions? And I sat there and thought, I was like, hmm, I could look at titties all day. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> Why would I say no to that? Of course. Send me a boo. Like, somebody wrote me and said, you know what? How does it feel? How does it feel that people trust you so much that they send you titties all day? I'm like, it feels awesome. Thank you for uh, asking me that question. No one's ever asked me that. <laughs> but it's really empowering for me, too, to like see so many different body types and 
sometimes like I'll chat with people who have submitted and they'll say, yeah, I lost this much weight or I've had this many kids or, you know, stuff like that. And I'm like, wow, that's awesome. So we you are in a community of sexuality educators, you know, in the last few years, like you said, it's been a booming business, if that's what you call it. There are some people that are very clinical that have all the letters behind their names There are other people that are uh, more self described and self studied sex words. We come in all different flavors. And that's cool. However, I have seen in a community of educators that are supposed to preach inclusivity and non judgment and not sex shaming Mm. or not slut shaming. I have seen those same educators that preach those things, go to sexuality educators that do do nude photos and slut shame them and say, well, you you shouldn't be showing your body. You're an educator. You shouldn't be. Have you gotten that? And if so, what do you say to that? I have not gotten that. And if I did, I wouldn't say anything to them because why are you checking for what I'm doing with my life? Mm -hmm. And, you know, honestly, I think that people probably say these things in their head, but they don't come to me and say anything because I'm doing everything from a loving space. And I'm doing everything from a space and knowing that I have the autonomy to do whatever I want with my life. And I'm very public facing. So if I don't say anything to you directly, I will probably say something about it, you know, and because for it to serve as an example, you know, Um, but I have never gotten that, though. And I haven't really gotten much negative uh, attention or anything like thrown my way or shade thrown my way by educators that I know of, you know, if anything, I've been embraced by practically everyone that I've met. And it's a beautiful thing to work in a space where I know I'm appreciated and I'm trusted. That that has been a big thing for me. So we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk more. Castle Megastore. Once you see their sex toys, you'll want more. I have no idea if Castle Megastore actually has a theme song, but I really dig Castle Megastore. So that's my gift to you, Castle, your very own theme song. And you listeners get a gift too. If you go to CastleMegastore.com and use discount code SUNNY, that's S-U-N-N-Y, when you check out, you will receive 20% off your order. That's amazing. Castle mega store when you get your sex toys you'll be on the floor because you'll be using them so much and they'll be so awesome and you'll save so much money you'll get more than one and then you'll climax for a really long time and you'll just be passed out and you'll be like oh my god give me water that was the best orgasm ever I know you're fancy, and I know you've been eyeing some of those luxury sex toys, haven't you, you frisky little fox? Well, I also know that you enjoy a good discount, don't you, dear? You now can get 20% off your entire order, plus free shipping, at luxury sex toy retailer Lalo.com with discount code SUNNY. Yes, dear, you heard me right. 20% off anything your little heart, or, well, other parts, desire at lelo.com using discount code S-U-N-N-Y. Yes, dear, you can thank me later. You asked me where I wanted for fuck's sake, Sonny. Oh, yeah, we're back. <laughs> and for fuck's sake, Sonny. Don't ask me my opinion and then tell me what my opinion is as well. We're wrong. over the break. We were arguing. No, we weren't we're arguing. A- we were, we were ASM, ASM arguing. arguing. We were whisper arguing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're back. 
Tayomi just touched on something that I don't know if a lot of our listeners know about me. I'm actually a sex worker, and a lot of people don't realize this about me. Not only am I a teacher, but I'm also a professional BDSM dominant, which puts me in the category of sex work. And uh, so when people approach me, they, they look at me and they, they, they don't – they assume a lot of things about me because I'm a – Do they assume I, you're more like clinical and hands-off? Like, what no, they, they assume? assume that I look like one of the Mythbusters mixed with Santa Claus. But they, <laughs> what they don't know <laughs> is that I'm actually a very skilled long-term dominant. Um, and I don't look like somebody that you would consider a sex worker when you take a look at me right away because I'm not – you know, I, I don't have, I'm, I, first of all, I'm, I'm fucking 50 years old or almost 50, you know, and that's one of the things right. that a lot of people are looking at. But, um, there's a lot of people out there with daddy issues and thank God for those people because that, that's putting some <laughs> extra money in my pocket. They're and, your Christmas gift fund. Yeah. They're totally <laughs> my Christmas gift fund. I, and I love those folks. So thank you for talking about that for just a moment, Tammy, because it made me realize that maybe I haven't shared some of that info with our listeners. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's something about me that maybe, you know, some folks didn't know about. Now, I want to kind of switch it around and go the other direction because – and you can correct me if I'm wrong in this time, but like was there a period last year or maybe earlier this year when you were celibate for a little bit? Yes, I was celibate for 2016 and like – All of 2016? <laughs> yes. Did, did your cooter get dusty? Hell no. <laughs> She's healthy. <laughs> well, when you say you were celibate, were you still solo self-pleasuring or there was no oh, yeah, work? Oh, like, okay, good. I'm not going to be sitting up well, here I not doing that. anything. Like, like, somebody would go crazy if they didn't at least well, there are, a little there bit. Are some They're people asexual. That don't, yes, I know. There, well, there, there are people that are also consider themselves sexual people that will go without orgasm for a period of time for maybe spiritual reasons or something. So I didn't want to. Man, you know. look, spiritually, like when you're going through journeys and stuff, you have orgasm sometimes because you're <laughs> shifting energy. Like, fuck that. Um, thank you, know, you, I had thank to have you for getting orgasm. the voices out of my head because that's exactly the shit I was just thinking. <laughs> So why why did you choose to be celibate for an entire year and what did you get out of it? It was time. I hit a rock bottom, like the bottomest of rock bottoms you can hit sexually and just emotionally. Um, and I was like, you know what? These relationships keep ending the same and you just need to take a break. So what I got out of it was a return to self and a return to my divinity you know, and a return to God, really. And it just gave me so much more confidence. And it really showed me the people in my life who are here for me <laughs> and not for what I can do for them, how I can make them feel, what I can give to them. And it just helped me clear out a lot of things in my life and take responsibility for the things that I've uh, done and attracted into my life. And I literally had like a banging ass year last year. Like I used that energy and I put it into my work and I went on a tour and that was my first time actually teaching in person because most of my work has been over YouTube and social media and writing articles and things like that. So um, it was nice to finally connect with people who were following me online and to see how like I've changed their lives and how everyone has come to know who I am. And then seeing that, wow, I can actually sell out a tour <laughs> and um, ended up traveling overseas for the first time and teaching and just having such an amazing experience in Europe and coming back, just feeling really fulfilled. And so I told myself, you know what, I'm going to go into this for 2017. You know, I've hit my year mark. I don't even know how much longer it's going to go, but I'm going to keep going until I'm led to stop. 
And I ended up meeting this beautiful man who is my twin flame. And uh, he is just everything. And I broke my celibacy and now we're getting married. <laughs> Congratulations on that. I watch your pictures on Snapchat. You guys are so adorable. Thank you. Yeah, he is everything. I, I've i never felt love like this in my life. And I would gladly go through a year of celibacy and taking a break again to be right back at this point with this man. He came in so surprisingly, like I wasn't even expecting him, but literally the day before I made a declaration, I'm done with these like ego-based relationships. I don't want this anymore. I want to know real love. And then I meet him on a flight going back home to Chicago. He sits down next to me and he's like, yeah, uh, well, we, we actually rode the train into downtown Chicago. And he's like, yeah, I'm a writer. I'm like, oh, me too. He's like, yeah, I wrote a book about love and how to have more loving relationships. And I'm like, what? Let me see this. I need this book. I start flipping through it. He's like, well, we can read the book together if you want. And I'm like, what? No man has ever asked me just to read a book with him. Like, yes, I want to do that because I'm a writer and like I'm I'm a word nerd. So one thing led to another. We read his book together and then we were just traveling all over the place and spending as much time together as possible. And we just found these idiosyncrasies between each other. Like his grandparents live three blocks up the street from me in Chicago. He's from Harlem, you know, and I'm like, whoa, your grandparents have lived here for how long? I've literally been living in this house since I was seven. <laughs> how have we not run into each other at some point? But clearly we've always been revolving around each other. So I feel like I'm complete in life. You know, I have a great career and my career is steadily growing. I have a life partner who supports me in all things. I have a loving family and friends. I'm like, okay, life is just going to get even better from here. So to hit a rock bottom and then go through celibacy and then to shoot up the way that I have, I just feel like it was a rebirth for me. And I'm literally, you know, I'm in my 30s now, I just turned 30. So I feel like I'm the woman that I want to be. And I'm super excited about who I'm becoming and just everything that's laid out in front of me. During, now correct me if I'm wrong, was it during the time that you were celibate, like during 2016 or maybe in the beginning of 2017, for me watching you on social media, didn't you start to really get into kink at the same time? Yes. Okay, so, so how did that all work? Were you celibate and kinky at the same time or what was happening? Yes, because for me, kink and fetish isn't about like penetrative sex at all, you know, but it's still an expression of my sexuality. So for the longest time, I have had these desires and like since forever, men have been asking me, are you a dom? I'm like, why am I getting this question? I guess it's just my stature and, you know, fierceness that these guys who are subs, they just like they're drawn to that. So I said, well, since I'm not having penetrative, you know, sex at this point, I want to explore another part of my sexuality that I've been kind of holding fear around. And the fear wasn't even coming necessarily from myself, but more so from people around me who were just completely uneducated about that aspect of sexuality. So I'm like, if I'm going to be a coach and be this empowering person, I need to be empowered as well. So I searched for a kink coach. And it just so happened that I got connected to uh, Jet Setting Jasmine through a mutual colleague and um, we just became close. And so I reached out to her. Fangirl moment. I really like Jet Setting Jasmine. (laughs) Okay. So keep going. I love her. I love Jasmine. And she's, 
She's just so amazing. Like she's intelligent. She's a mother. She's sexy. And her and her partner, King Noir, like they have such a command over the this space. And with me being a black girl, I'm like, you know, in doing my research online, I haven't found that the blackness in this. And so to to find them, I'm like, okay, you guys can make me feel extremely comfortable in expressing this. So they took me through a kink fetish survey. I had to put down my hard yeses, my maybes, my hard noes, and we started. And uh, the first assignment that I had was playing on my vorism fetish. And I had to write down one of my fantasies that I wanted them to act out. And then I had to film it. Now, this was great for me because I am a filmmaker. I mean, for my YouTube channel, I pretty much produce and edit and shoot all of my videos. And there's a few that I've had assistance with shooting, but the vision came from my mind. So I was like, oh man, not only do I get to watch them have sex, but I also get to play out my filmmaker fantasies as well. That's so cool. So uh, they had me, they're like, okay, you have to come to Vegas. We're going to ABA and that's where we're going to shoot it. I was like, okay. So took the bus out there. I was living in San Diego at the time. Took the bus out there and um, my fantasy was I wanted to see Jasmine collared and uh, she had to perform amazing fellatio on King. And if she did a good job, she would be rewarded with some bomb ass sex. So (laughs) it's funny because as soon as I sent her my fantasy, Jasmine was like, God damn it, Tyomi. I hate you. (laughs) She's like, I do not like collars. I do not like collars. And she's like, but because this is your fantasy and we're working together, I'm going to do it. (laughs) So King chose the heaviest, like thick, like chain link collar for like a pit bull. He could find. Now's my chance. (laughs) I'm going to make this a collar of all colors to be remembered forever. (laughs) (laughs) I swear to God he did because I was like, damn King. Like, (laughs) <laughs> you couldn't have chosen a different collar. And so she's looking at me the whole time, like frowning with disdain, like really tired me. You did this to me. You did this. So, so wait a minute. Was, wait a minute. Did you in this lesson discover your inner sadist maybe a little? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> now I just think about it. You know what, Sonny? You always trying to convert somebody to a sadist, man. <laughs> I know. It's like, I, I need more people on my team. <laughs> Come on. You Show know your you sadist like side. Yes. <laughs> but you know what? I think that was a part of the fantasy. You know, seeing somebody like just kind of being held against their, like, they're willing, but they're unwilling at the same time, like that power struggle. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really sexy in how he collared her and um, how he was just leading her around. Because even though I hadn't known them uh, that deeply yet personally, I picked up on uh, King being like very dominant and Jasmine being submissive to him and just how they would interact. And I just thought that was sexy and watching them just like in everyday life. So I wanted to see that turned up like 10 notches because she would have to be completely like once that collar was on, she was just in the zone with him. And I was like, yes, that's what I'm talking about. So in filming it, I didn't do as much directing as I did of just moving around with the camera. And I I, uh, named the film Collared in Shadows because of the lights, the way the lights were on and off in the room. It created a lot of shadows and I like to play with light like that. And we shot it at the wind on the Vegas Strip and the windows were wide open. It was really sexy. 
I, I'm um, just curious. Is this one you did where you were in bed interviewing them? Yes. I watched that yes, the other is. night. I actually watched that video the oh, other I night. Oh, I need to watch it now. Awesome. Oh. <laughs> and we won an award for this film from um, FETCON. So I am an award-winning filmmaker. Oh, which look is at awesome. that. It was like an assignment. And then you ended up like you kick ass at everything. Like, oh, just film this little old thing. It's like, oh, now I won an award. Like, come on. You're perfect at everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's kind of true. <laughs> so like through all of this, this experimenting and getting in touch with your, your kinky side, what was your conclusion? Did you find you related as to be more dominant, more submissive? Like where has everything shook out to? I am a switch. Ooh. This is what I've discovered. I'm a switch and I'm also a little I just oh, discovered this. Really? Tell me. I heard you say it on Snapchat the other day that you're like, you know what? I just realized I'm a little. And I was like, ah. That's awesome. So tell me. Yeah. What is oh, a little yeah, for, for those yeah, listening? For and then how did you discover? So a little is a, it can be a man or a woman, but typically it's a relationship between a woman and a man where the woman plays like a, a baby girl or like a toddler girl and her dominant is her daddy and uh <laughs> it's funny because when i discovered it i told jasmine and i said it publicly on twitter and she said i knew you were a little as soon as i saw your unicorn because i travel with like a unicorn all the time Aww. and uh i was just laying in bed one day and i was laying in all of my teddy bears and i had on my onesie and i'm sitting here on the phone and something just said look around and i look around and i'm like wait a minute I think I'm a little, I like, I enjoy talking in a baby voice. I love being fed. You know, I love being spanked and I call my partner daddy like all the time. And he takes care of me like a daddy. And I was like, Oh damn, this is awesome. So I discovered another one of my, my kinks and fetishes. And I was like, damn, I mean, I've been this way for as long as I can remember. Cause even before I was um, expressing my littleness with, a partner, I've always expressed it with my twin sister mm. because she's a little too. And, you know, we have teddy bears and we play together and we talk in baby voices to each other, you know, like we've always done that. And I didn't know if that was just like a twin thing, but I see that that's like a, a little thing. Right. <laughs> so for... Those people that are just hearing about littles for the first time, and I'm sure you probably encounter people that like, you're a what? And they're like, I don't get it. Or they equate it with some sort of like incest or pedophilia or what, you know, and, and that's not what it's about. How do you explain it to them to explain like, okay, this is what it's about? You know what? I actually wrote an article recently for CassiusLife.com about what it means to be a little and giving advice to guys who may be dating one and what it's going to look like. And it has nothing to do with uh, having like daddy issues or having to do with incest. It's literally about tapping into that part of your childhood that you didn't get to like really feel like you lived out and being able to release the responsibilities of adulthood. Growing up, I grew up extremely fast because my body, my, my body developed very early. So there are certain aspects about childhood that I don't feel I had the luxury of experiencing because like... <laughs> By eight years old, I started growing boobs. By nine years old, I was wearing my mother's clothing. Mm, yeah. And um, I didn't get to really be a kid. You know, people would look at me and think that I'm some teenager and I'm literally a child. And being a little, I think, just allows me to express that. 
So it has, I mean, I have, don't have daddy issues or anything like that, but just that part of my childhood, I didn't get to experience and being a little allows me to do that. And it feels so good. <laughs> Aww, that so, makes me happy. So just curious, do you, are you into coloring books at all? Heck yeah. I love coloring books, coloring books. I like playing with blocks, like, and I love children because I get to play out my littleness with them too. Oh yeah. I never I haven't even considered that. That's awesome. Yeah. The sex and stuff is great when I'm with my partner, but I am a little just period. So it extends outside of my sex life. It extends into life in general for me. And when I get to play out this role with other people, it's so gratifying. So have you been to any of the big uh, conferences yet that have a littles room dedicated to it that has like old school video games and giant teddy bears, train okay, tracks, can, coloring books? Like let all me know that where and I'm there. Kinky College, Kinky College here yeah. in Chicago, and uh, I think they also have stuff at most major BDSM cons. And one of our favorite places to go is actually the ones in Ohio are absolutely amazing. Uh, Adventures in Sexuality for the uh, Columbus, Ohio Perversion Excursion yeah, so or Cope. Cope and Winter Wickedness, and Winter Wickedness. they do it uh, every six months. They have an amazing one there. Yes, Les. So amazing. Okay. So we'll, we'll, you guys we'll talk to you offline. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, talk, you yeah, we'll talk you offline. Oh we'll talk you offline. We'll get you more info about it. And for those listening who are like, "What?" We'll include a link in the show notes to AIS too, so you, so everyone can see. So, Tayomi, before we actually like hit record and got on the air, we were having some side conversation about condoms. So yeah. Tell me, tell me what's been on your mind. So, I am a member of the National Coalition for Sexual Health. And every year we have this big meeting where we brainstorm about how we're going to notify the public about sexual health and the world health organization and the center for disease control are also members of this organization. And when the president of the CDC came and did her speech and she told us that um, STIs are at an all time high, we all felt very disheartened because we've been working so hard to get the word out in the media. We've gotten a lot of good media hits with the people who are a part of our organization that are writers and journalists, including myself. It was frustrating because I'm like, it's so simple, people. Use a condom if you don't know where someone's been. Get tested if you don't want to use condoms. And for some reason, people just cannot seem to grasp how serious this is and how easy it is to practice safer sex. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know why millennials have this very antiquated idea about what condoms are like, which proves to me that many of them have probably never even opened one or really like rarely use them or they're not educated about them. They think all condoms are the same and they are not. There are plenty of condom brands that are using cheap latexes that are causing um, allergic reactions and they smell bad. But then you have a group of condoms where they're using higher grade latex and higher grade lubricants and they are made with different ribs and lubricants that warm up or they cool down or they are thinner, thinner latex that allows for a better heat transfer so that you feel more. But yet people still think, oh, I can't feel anything with condoms. I'm allergic to latex. Listen, people love to use that whole I'm allergic to latex excuse for why they don't use condoms, but there aren't that many people in the world that have a latex allergy. There are also latex-free condoms. Right, so... there's plenty of latex-free <laughs> options. <laughs> when people say, oh yeah, I know, lambskin, I'm like, who are you? Like, lambskin has, like, 
that cannot protect you from STDs. Like it cannot. So I don't even know why they still sell those. They need to just take those off of the market. But there is no excuse for anyone to not be wearing some type of barrier of protection. And, you know, I just want to encourage people out there. If you're not using condoms, you need to get an at-home testing kit at least so that you and your partner can test each other before you decide to go in. And then even that is not saying much because people have a sexual network. If you're sleeping with every single last person that you have sex with in the raw, you're sleeping with everyone they slept with and everyone that that person has slept with. The, the network can be long and things are latent as well. These these infections can just lie dormant for a while and then rear their ugly head a few years later. So testing non-reactive right now doesn't mean it's going to be that later. Here I am about to get married. We use condoms all the time. Yeah. And we did. Actually, we did, too, well, all the way up to the point where Sonny got her. Yeah. Um, like our first, yeah. what, three or four or five years. years together we never had bareback sex ever and and anybody yes. that's in the service or who is a veteran like i get my testing done at the local va and it's free and you can get it done whenever you want and they'll do a full spectrum of sti testing for you everything except for like unless you have like an active herpes outbreak right. they can't test for herpes right away but they can do pretty much everything else so unless they're you know that that's an issue you you can go and get that and it costs nothing Mm-hmm. And there's plenty of free places, as I'm sure you know, Tayomi, you know, local health clinics and whatnot, where you can get low cost or sliding scale or free or Absolutely. like, like you were saying, the at home test, there's plenty of those popping up now where it's like, you can do everything from home. I don't know if it's like, I don't remember the website, like std.com or, you know, there's those different ones you can do. So you don't have to go out and do it. Mylabbox.com. Okay. There's one. All right. Yeah. They're awesome. Yeah. And it's a female ran company. I mean, literally I've, I've been to free clinics in my city. All you have to do is Google free clinics in whatever city you live in. It's really simple. You can go to Planned Parenthood. They have low cost uh, services there. I mean, there is no excuse. If you have insurance, go to your healthcare provider and have them give you a test. Like it's really simple. If you want to go bareback, you need to have the facts. What is your status? I want to throw into about, I, I know a lot of people who are like, oh, I always use condoms and oh, yeah, yeah, but not like for oral, right? Oh, mm-hmm. I, I give blowjobs without condoms because I heard you can't really get anything. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, ah, yeah. oh, stop it. Okay. Yeah, okay. no, that's not true. Use the things. <laughs> it's not true. All the gloves, condoms, dental dams, you know, use them all for all the stuff. I read something about you have an event called Cocktails and Condoms. Can you tell us a little bit about yes, that? Absolutely. So this is one of my brainchilds and it is a panel discussion all about sex. And I basically wanted an excuse to get people drunk and talk about sex. So <laughs> nice. uh, <laughs> I've had and when they get three... drunk and talk about sex, they have protection, right? Like there's condoms. Exactly. Involved? Okay, cool. Yes. Of course. See, there you go. Boom. So responsible. (laughs) So um, because what I haven't seen is just like, you know, a public facing open forum where people can just get their questions answered without it feeling like it's in some like creepy back room and being all hidden and shrouded in secrecy. I mean, I do say that my events are private simply because I do have a lot of fans and some of these fans, I just don't trust them. So um, I keep the event locations private for most of the things that I do. But with this, I have, I bring in my friends and all of us are black and um, 
I say, hey, guys, uh, you want to be on this panel? Yeah, sure. And so what we do is when everyone comes in, they get a cocktail and then there's refills until it's exhausted. And I have vendors come in. Shouts out to my D.C. vendors. I felt like they were my favorite in D.C. We had a cannabis vendor. So she had uh, cannabis infused lemonade and like snacks and stuff. It was great. People were drunk and high. I was like, yeah. Um, And so everyone submits their questions into a little bucket at the beginning of the event. And then we just go throughout the show and we pick questions and we answer as many as possible. We do demos, we do giveaways, we have music, and it's just a great time. People always leave feeling really inspired and just extremely happy to have met me because many of them are my followers online. And I love hearing like how they've come to get to know about me and how I've affected their lives in a positive way. And it's just a great time. So I've done it in Atlanta. That was the debut. I've done it in D.C., Washington, D.C., and then in New York for Halloween, which was our Halloween party. So that was a lot of fun. And I'm planning on taking this internationally next year to Toronto, Montreal, London. And I haven't thought of the other international dates yet. Nice. But so far, those three. So you are like traveling all over. I think I heard on Snapchat, you said in the first quarter of 2018, you had like, I don't know, 28 different cities or something unfathomable <laughs> that I can't even like, what's what's going on? Where are you going to be? Like, so our listeners can figure out if you're going to be in their city, where can they find about all your stuff? And what are you doing? Yeah, so I'm going to be updating my schedule as soon as I have all of the dates solidified on my website, sexperttayomi.com. But I'm definitely going to be hitting... Uh, like the East Coast and kind of like the South, mm-hmm. the East Southeast, <laughs> like Florida area, and uh, also Dallas and Houston. And then for the rest of the year, I'm just going to focus on international dates because those are a little more involved in planning and making sure that they get off without a hitch. So I'm planning on hitting New Zealand, probably Sydney, or whichever city on the mainland, main Australian continent that is suggested to us. But definitely New Zealand, Nigeria, um, Dubai. Like I have this. Wow. I have a following in the UAE that is really surprising. And um, I just feel that I need to go there. So planning something there. Um, also in the Caribbean and, of course, Canada. And, um, yeah, I'm going to keep it there for now and oh that, that's it for now just like you know next will be the, the universe <laughs> just half the fucking world you dazzle me with like your amazingness and like oh yeah i'm just gonna do all these amazing things that's all toss your hair like you know <laughs> wow you know to me it sounds like so simple because i'm already there in my mind you know like when i went to amsterdam I met up with this wonderful woman through an app called Couchsurfer who was basically warning my friend and I that men were using the site to like prey on women and which she's a blessing. So when we met, I found out she's a journalist. I was like, Oh, me too. You know? And um, she was saying that in Israel, like the bachelorette party scene is really big and that they always hire sex experts to do their parties. And she was like, you guys should market yourselves in Israel. And I was like, oh, well, uh, would you be willing to work with us and we can do a profit share? She's like, absolutely. So I'm going there too. Like, why not? If if they're already hiring sex experts 
to, you know, turn up their parties. Like I can totally do that. I do that already. So, you know, if I can dream it up, I'm going to achieve it. And the last two years have shown me that and they've shown me exactly what I can do when I put my mind to it. So to me, it just seems like oh, it's a no brainer. But to other people, they're like, what the fuck, New Zealand? <laughs> like, who thinks it's really bachelorette parties? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's going to be real. I can't wait. <laughs> Well, you are absolutely amazing. And I think not only do people have a lot to learn from you from the, you know, in the sexual arena, people have a lot to learn from you just in the life arena, like the ambitious set your mind to it and do it and make it look easy. So thank you for that. You are an inspiration. Yeah, thank you for all that you do. And also, if uh, people have an Exotica in their local area, you are, you are the education coordinator for Exotica, correct? Yes, I am the seminar spokesperson and coordinator for the Exotica Expo, we just came off of a very successful year. Um, our show is growing and our Edison show showed us that, you know, that was the biggest show we've ever had. And that was our 10 year anniversary. And um, every day was completely packed. So we are preparing for a phenomenal year next year. And we are returning to Miami, Florida, which all of us are excited about. Because, I mean, it's fucking Miami, you know, yeah, and right. yeah. our show is already so much fun. And um, I've been pitching some things to my boss for our ladies night and for the women who come out to the event. So hopefully um, he will implement what I'm suggesting and just see how it works. But when they approached me with the opportunity to work with them, I was so honored because they were the first people to give me the opportunity to teach on a, a public facing forum. Here I was, this brand new sex blogger, only like a year in, and I wrote them and asked, hey, like, can I teach a class? And they said, yeah. I was like, whoa, okay. And I've just been working with them ever since. I've been to every Exotica show in Chicago. They've they've done seven shows so far, and I've been at every one. The very first one, I was a patron, and this very second year, I was teaching, and I've been teaching with them ever since, and my seminar rooms have just been growing over the years to the point where last year my my classes were so big and everyone had such a great time and everyone was raving about the shows that they said we have to bring her in like to help us out and so I've literally brought in so many of my friends this year to teach and it's helped to expand their brands and it's helped to expand expand 3x brand and people have been coming out for the education just as much as for the stars. So I'm honored that they even trusted me to do this work and to see that we've had a successful tour. I'm like, yes, 2018 is ours. So I'm just like, my life is good. I have no complaints. So we know where we can find you at Exotica, all the Exoticas. We know that uh, where we can find your calendar of events. Where else can people find you on social media if they want to check you out and learn more? So you can check me out on Twitter. That's at Glamazon Tayomi. And also on Snapchat, Glamazon Tayomi. You can check me out on Instagram, the Glamazon Tayomi. And my Tumblr is pretty awesome. It's glamazontayomi.tumblr.com. And if you forget any of that, just put Glamazon Tayomi or Tayomi Morgan in Google and you can find all of my social media accounts. And awesome. some awesome 
some awesome articles that I've written. Cool. And we'll have a bunch of stuff in the show notes as well on americansexpodcast.com and sunnymegatron.com too. And Tayomi, thank you. Thank you so much, Tayomi. Thank you so much for having me, guys. This was an awesome interview. We always love talking to you. And by the way, we still have to shock you. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, you do. And we have to get it. We have to get it on tape for YouTube. We have to. Yes. 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 Definitely. We'll do that. So sneak peek for those listening, like what's going on? Some cool, some cool, shocking, electrifying stuff. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Bye. <laughs> That's it. Bye. Thanks for listening to American Sex. To keep up with Ken and I, we'll first make sure you watch our TV show, Sex with Sunny Megatron, on Showtime. Then visit SunnyMegatron.com. There you can learn more about us, read our blog, peruse our workshop calendar, or hire us. For what? Well, either for private coaching, or to book us to teach at your event or university, or as sex and relationship writers for your publication. Oh, and don't forget, we're on social media, too. I'm the super social one, so you can find me as Sunny Megatron on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, my YouTube channel, and a bunch of other places. But if you want to get me on Snapchat, you got to look for Sunny underscore Megatron, and you can follow Ken on Twitter at at tag PsyChicken. That's P-S-Y-C-H-I-C-K-E-N. Also, please support us by shopping with the affiliates and sponsors from our breaks. And if you contribute to our Patreon, we're going to love you forever. Well, we're going to love you forever anyway, but just go with it. Lastly, if you like this broadcast, tell people about it. Tweet it, Facebook status it, and rate it on iTunes and other platforms. Thanks, friends. We'll see you next week on American Sex.